Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> Quick question. Jersey. All right. My, my, my pal, my friend. Are you any good at improv? No. <laughs> okay. So but, wait, wait, no, no. See, I already screwed up. You're supposed to say yes and. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So oh, yeah, yes, yes, and I'm great at it. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's take two, obviously. So, are you any good? Because uh, there's a bit of backstory to this. Are you any good at public speaking? Oh. Uh, yes, and I would love to do some on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pre-recorded show. Let's do some public speaking. So, not a customer as I am to public speaking. Not a customer as I am. Yes. So, would you like to be a guinea pig, guinea programmer, for a new segment of the show? Yes, and absolutely, I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad to see you following the script um, that we sent you. Well, it's because we mailed it to him beforehand. We mailed him different things. Oh yeah, yeah. We mailed him the uh, the the uh, the Jaffa cake. Hundred Jaffa cakes. I nearly said the JavaScript then. <laughs> Completely different thing. I'm sure. Which reminds me, we have been working on a return package, but uh, none of us are good at gift giving, so we're we're struggling a bit. But uh, we're going to need an address at some point here. Okay. Oh yeah, because I remember I didn't put an address on it. That's fine. We'll 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 just give out address live on the show. Yeah. Well, um, no, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, there is a little bit of a backstory and an actual name for this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, every good segment needs a name, right? Yeah, and the segment's called... Your turn! You try! <laughs> right. Right. So, there's a little, there's a little bit of... Uh, I've done a little bit of story for this. Oh, he's been working so hard on this. Video games of the future are now decided via public decision like an X Factor. Like the X Factor, right? Attendees and public votes will be counted and the successful game will be given the resources so you can develop the game. Sounds easy, right? Yep. The catch is there are a number of reels that are spun to give you different parameters to work with. Your job is to, on the spot, come up with a pitch for a game and sell it in a conference-type setting answering questions about your game after the initial presentation. The name of the game has to be the last thing you say. Okay, I got this. So yeah. it's kind of like whose lines are anywhere, but you've got to come up with a story and a pitch for a game. Exactly. Okay. Thing I'm going to do terrible, but I'm so in. So thing thing is, to, you are, there's there's a number of things that I have to um, you can have to write these down as you tell yeah, them. No, right? I have to ask you a number uh, uh, to give me a number. Well, actually, so right, so we have a random number generator. It is written in .NET Core. I can send you the code if you want so that you can see that it is actually generating pseudo-random numbers, or you can completely trust me. It's up or to you, you could just trust us and we'll we'll give you or, a set of parameters. Or we give you the prompts and you tell us the numbers. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with uh, whatever Caesars. I can just take the numbers. Um, so is, is it like you're going to give me like a list of stuff and then wait, wait, the we, number? We just say, we just say uh, we're not going to tell you what it is. We're just going to say okay. give me a number between this and that. That's pretty much okay. it. Okay. So there's a number of questions we're so going to ask. So the first thing we need to figure out is the the console is on, don't we? Yes. So, so the console it's on. We're not going to tell you. So the console it's on, I need a number between 1 and 37. 14. 14. Okay, which is okay. Yep. So okay. I've got to write down what it is so that Squidge can refer to it in a moment. In a moment. Okay. So I have got a. Okay. So now I need a number between one and nine. Hey, am I come up with the numbers, or is this the number generator? We can uh, do the number generator, yeah, or yeah. we could just ask you the numbers. We're, we're going with asking okay. you the numbers at the moment. So a number between one and nine. All right, one. 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 Okay. Okay. So. Yep. So the, yep. Yeah, I've I've got this under. Like, so. The idea is this is meant to be okay. super speedy. I know. So this is the a, first time. a number between one and eight. 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 Okay. Eight. <laughs> okay. All right. So now I need a number between one and six. Three. 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 Okay. Okay. Now I need a number between one and twelve. Ooh, eleven. Yes. The one I wanted him to get. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Jim, yeah, Jay's been helping me with some of this. All right. And now, do you want a wild card? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I need a number between one and nine. Uh, two. Two. What have we got? Okay. Yep. Okay. So would you like to know what you've got to do? Yes. We've written okay, it down. Right. There's only one that I missed, Squidge, which is when Jay-Z said eight. I didn't get to write down what it is. Eight. Yeah, so it was after, so you said 1, 2, 37, and you said... Oh, yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yep. This this, this will be... Yeah, it'll all make so, sense. Oh, right, I like yeah, it. Yep, yeah, yeah, okay, right, right okay. so, sorry, yep. Yeah. I'll I'll read out your... No, I've, I've got to read out in certain order. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, good luck then, because you're trying to read um, my... That's fine, I've got a rough idea what, what you... Chicken scratch handwriting. That's fine, that's fine. You have got to come up with a game... Right, that is set in a pastry shop. All right, right. It's an action fitness game. Oh, okay. <laughs> where you play as a retired open source toilet cleaner. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it has to be on the Famicom. Oh, okay. All and right. What you have to do is this is your wild card. You have to put in somewhere in the game that the currency in your fictional world which is in a pastry shop, is cakes. I'll give you about 10 seconds Currency to try and... Cakes. Yeah, I'll try and give you 10 seconds to think about it, and then you've got 30 seconds to tell us. <laughs> ten, 10 seconds to think about it. Right, so it starts from... Give me a second. So you get from... Now. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
All right, so you want to pitch. Okay. So this is a Mario game <laughs> that uh, is set in a pastry shop uh, that has the player um, bouncing up and down and running and steering <laughs> around a warehouse uh, for a business that trades cakes. So if you get, say, a fruitcake from your family that you don't want, you can take it in and trade it in for some number of pies that other people don't want. And uh, it's not, it's uh, very original <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. And the, the name of the game is Super Mario Cake Trader. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I've got to say, you're doing fantastically well. A lot better than I ever did. <laughs> it's your turn next. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Super Mario Cake Trader. Love it. Yeah, okay. So, when can we see, when can we expect to see Super Mario Cake Trader being released then? Uh, we're going to have a playable demo in 2020 with a target release date of 2024. Okay, okay. Okay, so I've got a question. How are you going to get the ring fit peripheral working with a Famicom? Oh, I forgot about Famicom. (laughs) Um, So uh, the game comes with a computer (laughs) that (laughs) you need to to plug in uh, and and run an emulator on. (laughs) And the Famicom just sits in the corner. Um, you don't even need to turn it on. <laughs> no, that make, that that's fine. That makes perfect sense. No, no, the no, game's no. released for the Famicom. You have to remember. You have to remember. Right? Jay Z, like me, is a software developer. We're, he's working within the spec. You said it has to run on the Famicom. You never said physical hardware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to. The Kickstarter. If you're uh, one of the the first members uh, and you contribute two thousand dollars, then we'll actually deliver. A uh, bargain basement laptop to play the game on. A wacky emulator <laughs> for your Famicom. I like it. What to run on the Famicom? Yeah, just two. All it takes is two thousand bucks. That's it. <laughs> I smell this game. Right. Okay. I like it. So, super, super cake trader. Let's do this for you. Hopefully, this will be a bit quicker. Oh dear. Okay. Right. You're so, gonna have to be scribbling down then, Squint, otherwise. Yep. There we go. Right. One and thirty-seven. One and thirty-seven. I'm going to go with thirty-two. Which is oh, this should be good. I'm not even looking as well. He's got his laptop on, and I'm physically right. turned to the other way. One and nine. One and nine. Uh, six. <laughs> oh dear, that's never a good sound, is it? So give me a number between one and nine. One and nine. Uh, four. <laughs> Oh dear. You're going to love this. You really are, Jason. Oh, really right. <laughs> okay. So, one and four. Okay. So one and six. Three. <laughs> Jay's going to have a lot more trouble with this. Okay. So. <laughs> Excellent. Between one and 12. One and 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, six. <clears throat> Okay, and we'll do a wild card just because of the hell of it. Give me a number between one and nine. The nine. <clears throat> okay, are you ready for this, Jay-Z? I, I think am. you're going to like it. Are you ready, ready. Jay-Z? We're ready? Right, okay. So you have to come up with a pitch for a game where you play as a retired stunt double Yes. who's currently on a submarine. Yes. Okay, so that's, that's the backstory to it. Okay, it is... <laughs> It is an MMO strategy game where you've got to factor in a crippling fear of chickens and it's going to be released on the Commodore 64. 
Oh dear. Okay. All right. Okay. So ten seconds from now. Okay. Think about it. Fair chickens. Commodore sixty-four. Right. You ready? I am ready. Right. Okay. So I'll count you down. Are you actually sure you're ready? Yep. Okay. Three, no. two, <laughs> one, go. Do you remember the Commodore sixty-four? I do, and I loved it. Do you remember things like the Marx Brothers? I do, and I love them too. There was once a Marx Brothers film where they sneak onto a boat. Well, guess what? You get to sneak onto a onto a submarine in this video game, and you have to play as all four of the Marx Brothers, one of whom is a retired what do we say stuntman. So what, yeah, exactly. Chico Marx is the retired stuntman. You have to go with Chico and uh, Harper, who is who has a crippling fear of chickens. And you have to. <laughs> you have to strategize your way of getting through the submarine because you're on board without anyone knowing through the submarine out to the uh, to, to the engines, shut it down and exit without running afoul of the chickens on on the on the submarine. This is an action packed game that is totally not a rip off of ET at all because it's coming out of <laughs> Commodore 64 starring the Marx Brothers, and we can do that because they're public domain now because they're all dead. And it's one of the Commodore 64, which again is is brilliant, but it's old, so nobody will tax us any license fees. What, what's the name of the game? The name of the game? The name of the game is 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 something that is that we are working on at the moment. It is a prototype name. We're coming up with a, a teaser trailer to announce the trailer for the title of the game, which is going to be Untitled Marx Brothers Game. Okay. Colon, Chicken Chicken Runaway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Robin, okay, JC, have you got any questions for this? I've got a perfect one, but I'll wait. Have you got any questions <laughs> regarding this game? Yeah, I, I want to know when you sneak into and out of the submarine, is it underwater <laughs> or is it dry docked? <laughs> uh, it's it, it is. It, this is something that our engineers are working on, and <laughs> I will have to uh, get them to get back to know. Um, so it is, it is definitely underwater. Um, but you have to, the first prompt in the game is you have to come up with a silly scenario for how and why the Marx Brothers get into a submarine. <laughs> so it's, is, is it one of those things where you can't tell as much about this so you're going to get the best ideas and then charge people a subscription fee? It's partially that, but also because we don't want to spoil the story of the game. You know, we want to keep it uh, under an, a media embargo. So that then every single person who plays the game is experiencing it for the very first time. We're, we're not having any reviews. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to uh, team up with your favorite cartoons and TV shows. And that's how we're going to advertise it. We're going to do a guerrilla marketing campaign, a grassroots guerrilla marketing campaign that promotes synergy and diagonal paradigms to try and get you to play the game without you ever having realized that you bought it. Okay, so my other question it's a glaring question, something that you've crossed over completely. It's a Commodore 64 game, yes. right? And it's a sneaking game about sneaking onto a submarine full of chickens. Absolutely. How is this a mobile multiplayer online game? Well, you see, well, right, I'm glad you asked that, okay? The thing you need to remember <laughs> is that there are four of the Marx Brothers. Unless you think of the later films, there are three of them, right? You get to team up with two to three of your best friends and try to sneak onto the, onto the submarine whilst... 150 other people, they're possibly Koreans who are being paid by Americans, but 150 <laughs> other people are playing online as the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> 
sub full of chickens. That's it. <laughs> we're gonna, we've, we've just come up with, we've just had our, our prototype department come up with a brand new name, Rubber Dub Dub, it's the chicken sub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, GMC, J1. J1, hands down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh so you're running um so this this is probably a, a super americanism but do you guys have fried chicken subs no i feel oh, like i need to have one now <laughs> i'm still I can get it at my grocery store wow a fried chicken sub at the grocery store that's amazing I'm still yep. reeling from that game pitch i'm sorry <laughs> all, yeah. of, all of that was a build-up to a single pun <laughs> You know, ten seconds is a, is not very long for figuring out a, a game pitch, and that pitch was excellent. I was very impressed. <laughs> so, 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 so I came up for the idea of that game because I was waiting for Outer Wells to download, and I thought I'm just going to go and Fallout Four on my Xbox, right? And I'm just going to mod the crap out of it until it breaks, right? But then I thought. The way I played it before was I, I sort of did a backstory for the character. So instead of playing through the prologue, you just wake up in a cryogenics freezer. Right? And my original backstory was you're a New York City cop. You have no idea what's going on. You don't go to Concord to advance the story. You just start wandering places. And it made it very eerie. Right, and then I thought, well, what about the the original idea for it was um, before I came up with this game was uh, no context gaming. So the idea was you change the genre of a game that we know and love for a different gameplay style, and I came with three ideas, and I think these are marketable actually. So you've got Forza first person shooter, right? You've got Fallout <laughs> Dance Dance Revolution, or my personal favourite, Mortal Kombat dating sim. <laughs> <laughs> oh and it evolved from that. I thought, well, that sounds a bit weird. How, then I thought, how would you pitch that game? And then the, the idea just came to me to come up with a uh, a random on the spot improv pitching game. Rubber dub dub chickens up. <laughs> <laughs> look, look out on their Steam green light and uh, Kickstarter for that game. Oh dear, that is absolutely ridiculous. Ooh, stretch goals. Do you have any ideas rubber for dub, stretch goals? Rubber dub, dub, chicken sub. Well, the chicken sub. Well, I, I figured first of all you do your arms, <laughs> and then then you you wiggle your feet, right, and then you do you touch your toes a few times. <laughs> That's like the ultimate stretch goal to touch your toes while you still stood up. <laughs> you did ask. In my defense, you did ask. <laughs> Without bending your knees. <laughs> you already are home. That's the worst place I need to be. See, oh, now, now I can shut my laptop. I don't need that on now. Oh, dear. Well, you might need it in a moment. Why? Because I'd like you to check the Twitters in case we've had any messages. Oh, yeah. I don't think we will have. I put out a call for questions on on Twitter. Yeah, but you put it out like three seconds before yeah, we go live. I don't think we will have. Oh, I missed that. 
let's let's see. You could have said well, some we'll questions, some. or you could just ask us the questions. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? <laughs> well, that's a really good point. Have we? Well, I do want to know. So the the holiday season's coming up, and uh, Jay's got a new switch. So I want to know if there's any of the big holiday Ooh, releases that you're okay. going to be picking um, up. If I'm honest, I've not tended to to buy the games uh, like when they first come out. So what I've been doing is I've been waiting for them to become nice and cheap because Switch has the, the Nintendo Switch has like daily deals, doesn't it? It's wonderful. It, like you each day, there's a new set of games that are on sale. They're usually pretty naff, but um, that's what I've been looking into is these, all of these cheaper games. Just try them out. Like if it costs me 50 pence, like Crocs World, and it gets played for a couple of hours, that's incredibly good value. So I'm dodging that question by saying, I don't know what to get for the Switch yet. Because like I've bought, essentially I've bought all of the games that I want to buy. I bought Mutant League Football because there were no NFL games for it. Because I wanted an, an, an I wanted an NFL game. That's really hard to say. Wanted it and then it, I, that, <laughs> what I just said is what I wanted to happen, right? <laughs> I wanted that to happen. And then, um, so I did that. I bought uh, Yoshi's uh, really World because um, it's wonderful to, to to play. And then Revs Two, and I'm still sort of it, it, sort of exploring the store and figuring out what there is for sale. I'm hoping to get at some point the FF8 re-release, and hopefully uh, when it comes out in March next year, around my birthday, which is fantastic of Square Enix to give me a birthday present, the Final Fantasy VII remake. And I'm hoping that I'll play it rather than not play it. Because hopefully I'll have a better experience playing it than I did at EGX where I stood in the queue for an hour. And moved one step forward. Yeah, yeah. So the Christmas period sales, I'm not sure. I've never experienced a Nintendo Christmas period sale for the Switch yet. Primary gifting period. Yeah. Oh, just just a quick thing, Jay-Z. Why didn't you just ask us in person? <laughs> I just loaded up Twitter. Why? <laughs> yeah. Also, that kind of offensive language, you should wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> I might add. <laughs> That's why you should say you got to follow the uh, Waffling Taylors That's on Twitter exactly. so you can get in on this yeah, action. You can follow us now and retroactively change the podcast, obviously. <gasps> time travel tweeting. TTT, time travel tweeting. There we go. TTT. You realize why I'm giggling at that, don't you? No. Yeah. Well, you never will. Oh, I see. There we go. Yeah. Because yeah. I said try and travel. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you go, Squidge. Uh, a, a young person, a, a young tweeter by the name of Joe Zach has sent us a question on Twitter to our hashtag WT question time. And he has asked, which RPGs are you looking for on the Switch? Yeah. So, Jay Z, do you want to answer that? <laughs> Oh uh, no, I I don't know. I don't know. I've been looking for a good JRPG for Switch. <laughs> I thought maybe Octopath. I don't know. I'm looking at Final Fantasy Nine a little bit, but I never finished it the first maybe time. It's a good so time I, to I don't know. Finish the Final Fantasy Nine if you never finished it the first time. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a, that's a compelling words, argument. <laughs> it's a sentence. Well, I wouldn't say it was a sentence. <laughs> it, it's it's masquerading as a sentence. Yeah, indeed, that is it. It's masquerading as an opinion as well. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I know that I'd like to get FF8 and FF9 um, and I keep getting told to try Zeno is it Zeno Saga? Zeno Saga? Um, oh is it, yes is it Zeno yep. Blade Chronicles or something like that? Zeno Blade Chronicles yeah and 
Yeah, yeah. I think I got like 30 hours in that. said that we got the Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, I think. Hmm. Or is it Xenoblade? No, Xenoblade Chronicles, he said. Um, and um, he said the inclusion of the cutscenes is just, it's it's very strange. Like, a cutscene will end, and he'll walk into a room around a corner, and another cutscene will start. So why not just combine those two things together yeah. and have a cutscene where he walks, like an extension of one into the other, where it automatically walks up around the corner? Is that the Hideo Kojima with yeah, uh, storytelling? It, it's the Hideo Kojima school of storytelling. Oh, jeez. You end up, you take that route, you end up with Metal Gear Solid 4, which is what I call cutscene in the video game. Oh, I forgot um, Death Stranding is coming out too, right? Yay! New new higher-res walking simulator. Yeah. <laughs> no, goodness. Yeah, I've, I've, I have not seen anything good about that yet. And I maintain my opinion of Hideo Kojima being horrendously overrated. <laughs> and, well, we'll see. I think a lot of people will start agreeing with me. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll a, see in, fi- in just a few days. <laughs> yeah. The game will be coming out. Well, yeah, by the time, I guess, by the time um, this episode drops, it will be it will be out, and we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Look out for the exciting DMCA takedown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. <laughs> so what about you, Squidge? Which JRPGs are you looking forward to on the Switch? Um, it seems like there's no new good ones. It's all like re-releases. I mean, there's... Um, Dragon Quest. <laughs> and Dragon Quest 5 million or whatever it is. Nine, is I it? I played the demo of that, and the demo goes on for a very long time. Yeah. All, all Dragon Quest demos, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very long demo. And I got, I think, most of the way through it. I couldn't tell you whether I got... I definitely didn't get to the end. Because I got to this part, and I was like, nope, this is not for me. But I played it for a good hour, hour and 20 minutes. I had to go see the king for something, and I was walking up the stairs, and I was like, yeah. What, you just don't like stairs? Yeah, I don't like stairs anymore. Yeah. Switch it off. Well, there's, yeah. there's no doors to smash in, obviously. That's exactly it. I couldn't if there was a couple of doors that just placed at random points, That's the stairs it. going up, it would have been you sorted, wouldn't it? But I've heard tell that if you finish the demo and then buy the game, you get extra stuff, mm. which I think is a really cool marketing tool. It's It's done that with the past two uh, Pokemon games. Oh, has it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sun and Moon and, I believe, Ruby and Sapphire. If you played the demos, you got something to transfer into the main game. It's either an item or it was like a, a rarish Pokemon. No, I see. I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so it's not the first time it's done that. Yeah, yeah. Same as um, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. If you've got a save file from uh, Ground Zero, the right arm that you've got won't be red, it'll be solid gold. It's a small cosmetic because change. Because that makes but... a huge difference. In the yeah, game. obviously, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's just a color, color, color palette swap. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't see the point. The mm. first, I'm going to get on my little soapbox here. There we go. Metal Gear Solid, the first one on the PS1, right, was a lot of fun, and it was like the evolution of three other games led to that one. Mm. Metal Gear Solid Two. It was, uh, it depend- I mean, there was two different versions of Metal Gear Solid 2. There was Metal Gear Solid 2 and then Metal Gear Solid 2 Subsistence or something, or was that Metal Gear um, Solid 3? Liberty and Subsistence. No, yeah. Subsistence was the third one. Okay, well... Sons was- of the Patriots and Liberty. There was there was, there was was a Metal Gear Solid 2 Similar, and yeah. then another release of Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. 2, which had more Metal Gear Solid in it. Um, and 
that was okay. I used to like that, sneaking around and stealing everyone's dog tags. And then there was a character in that one who was like, I'm a vampire and I'm immortal. You mean vamp? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, just, just no. I think you've already jumped to the shark. No. That's, that's explained away in Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure you have to sit through 400 hours of cutscenes <laughs> and gameplay. Well, 30 seconds of gameplay and 400 hours of cutscenes to find out why. I am absolutely sure. You see, it's because Hideo Kojima wants to be a film director. It's why he's got big actors in his, in his new game. He wants to be a film director. But and what's going to happen is um, a bunch of uh, people are going to play the game and realize that Konami kept him in check. Right? <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And I think everybody's going to see it. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. And it makes me sound like I'm trying to jump on a bandwagon. But yeah, it's going to happen. And lo- there's going to be this huge divide. People who absolutely love it and see some kind of artistic thing that's not there in the game and say that it's brilliant because of some thing. And there's going to be people who kind of... I mean, I read one review for it where the reviewer had said, I finished the game, I sat through a two-hour cutscene at the end of the game, and I still can't tell you what the game's about because I have no clue what the story is. Mm. So... What's that tell you? I think if, if Hideo Kojima does want to get into the movie business, I think he's going to be shocked because you've got a maximum of about two hours for a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm, I'm going to make this film. How long is it going to be? At least 36 hours. I mean, you have to sit through one thing. Yeah. Don't you want a TV show? No, I want a film. I mean, there's a reason why um, they, they got the, the voice actors together from the very first uh, Metal Gear Solid game. It's and not David, a possibility. Yeah, David Hayter sort of look, they they filmed it of them sort of meeting up and catching up and stuff, and they're all in character, you know. And David Hayter looks at the camera and goes, "Does anybody mind if I do a forty-five minute monologue?" There's a reason that joke exists. <laughs> yeah, and he just goes, I'm, "I'm just clearing my throat." Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and there's a reason that David Hayter himself told that joke because even he knows the entire. You know, oh, just good. I'm going to have to be quiet, otherwise I will get attacked. Or something. You get attacked anyway. Yeah, well, people are not going to like me, essentially. <laughs> I don't know. What, for an unpopular opinion? Yeah, exactly. Do you have an unpopular opinion, Jersey? Uh, just the, gaming. Just like, Let's stick to gaming. Yeah, just <laughs> my standard one that games are too long nowadays. It's because they're not all roguelikes, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can't do that. Even um, like Borderlands Three, the story was getting a little bit long. I just wanted to get to the end game content so I can grind the same levels over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe they should have that, like uh, an unlockable DLC, right? If you what if you mean, like a boss rush mode on the Borderlands Three? Yeah, right. If you want to get that mode unlocked, why not allow people to pay for it? Like, not the actual mode though. So obviously there'll be some kind of uh, differentiator for people who have unlocked it by pay- paying for it and people who have um, unlocked it by sitting through the game. You maybe get different perks or maybe it's a different uh, set of levels or something. That like that way, if you want to do a boss rush mode or you want to play through with all of the stupid perks, you can just give us $4 and we'll do it for you or something. Make yeah, it was like, that was my favorite thing about the Destiny is they had strikes, which would basically you go fight a boss. And Borderlands 3 has mm-hmm. something like that. I've heard there's like four levels. You can do like the challenge of cutting and it's like a 20 minute level and the oh, boss. The, um, the ancients um, gauntlets. Yeah, the trials. Like cunning, whatever. cunning strength and the other one. 
Yeah, yeah. it's different bosses every time, and the, the the beasts like the bad guys will have a theme, like all beasts or all uh, guardians or something. But uh, it's still procedurally generated. But the, I think the levels are actually the same. Just the the enemies and the waves are different. But I mm-hmm. think that's a lot of fun. I'd love to be able to hop on there with somebody and uh, just like twenty minutes and just <laughs> get my loot and move on. Hmm. Yeah, there should be more of those sort of drop in, drop out, um, useful DLCs. Yeah, well, just a game like that. I mean, a bit like um. So I had a look in the play of Adventure in Alien, didn't I? At EGX, <laughs> yeah. And I really liked that because it was like it's a drop in, drop out dungeon crawler, right? So the dungeons themselves, as far as I could tell, parts of them were scripted and parts of them were procedurally generated. And the idea is you're playing away and. So let's say Jay-Z's playing, and he gets stuck. And he's like, I know, my friend Squidge will be able to help me. So he sends you a link, Squidge. You've already got the game installed. You click the link, or you put the code into your game, and you literally jump into his game. And the pair of you start walking around um, solving the puzzles in the um, in the in the dungeon. And when you're done, he literally kicks you out of the game. That's gratitude for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> but something like that, but with like a, a fighter or a, a, some kind of looter shooter or something like a diablo but yeah that, you just drop in drop out i do I that in diablo minutes. i like to drop in on people's games and like kill some stuff for a while <laughs> and jump out what i like doing on diablo i only do it occasionally on diablo 3 as i drop into someone's game who's uh, quite a low level just started playing uh-huh. the, the story mode i drop into their story mode as level 16 make the the bad guys so high level that they can't fight him when i watch him struggle oh that's unfair <laughs> It's fun, though. You're evil. I'm not. I only do it for, like, five seconds, and then they have to quit out their game set again to make it fair. But, you know. <laughs> fair enough. Oh, yeah, the, did you see the Di- the Diablo 4 movie? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't, teaser? actually. Oh, my gosh. It's super creepy. I think you're going to enjoy it. Mm. I've seen part of it. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. Diablo 4 trailer. Brilliant. 13 minutes. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched it with the sound off. <laughs> that was creepy. Oh, right. <laughs> so you had no idea what was going on. Now, now with it being, you say it's like super creepy and stuff, I still find it really weird that in Diablo 3, in January, if ever, uh, for the past couple of years, there's been a January event where you go back to the original Tristram. So it all goes pixelated, you can't move too quick. Yeah. Um, and you can get like the butcher as a pet. You can get um, a special stone you stick in a head slot, and every so often, flames just erupt like the original Diablo. One of his attacks was just flames everywhere. You're saying all these things as if I know. Bear with me, right? You you fight iconic bosses from the first game as you descend 13 levels to kill Diablo. Now, originally, in the Diablo game, when you got up to the Butcher, there was a cutscene that was supposed to play. And they took it out because they thought it was too gory, but it's still in the game if you deep dive it. I did not know that. And what it is, is it's only a shadow. You only see it in the shadow, right? But there's a guy hung up against a wall, and you see the butcher with his giant sword hit this body, and the bottom part of it falls off. But you only see it in shadow, and there's like blood all over the walls because it's in the butcher's cave, right? Mm -hmm. So that was cut out because they thought it was too gory. In the re- in the the anniversary event, once you complete it, you see the ending cutscene from the main game, which is Diablo. However, when you go into the butcher's part, you don't see that, despite the fact since then games have got a lot more gory, and they still won't put it in. 
Whereas I'm, I'm guarantee that Diablo Four trailer will be creepy and gory. Yeah, but you're talking about you're talking about a company that denied the very existence of the secret cow level for years, <laughs> even when it was not widely known, and then put it into Diablo Three ironically. Yeah, why not? Right, because it gets people talking about it, and if you're talking about it, you play it. Right, you both, both you, Squidge and Jay Z, both have Diablo Three, and I don't. Every time you and G or you and Jay Z talk about it, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll try it out. And on the switch, drop, then you drop, yeah, exactly. And then you drop loads of lore, and you're like, oh, well, you know, you go back to the first game and you do that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I never. <laughs> the only way I'm going to figure all of this out, and then, and then, uh, and, and then learn all of this lore is playing the other ones, and the other ones aren't available for Switch. So how am I going to be able to figure that out? Um, they're available on GOG. Well, yeah, and I suppose um, this is one for Jay Z. It's available in the browser via Blazor. If you have the files, you can download oh, nice. the game in the in the browser. Yeah, yeah. Mm, well Diablo one French. didn't really hold up very well, I think. Uh, Diablo yeah. two, you could probably get away with, but uh, yeah, I would just read a summary there. And so much of Diablo is just killing millions and millions and millions of bad things. You don't like. You don't even get to see how they move because you're blasting them so hard. So I think you could probably. <laughs> get away with it with missing the story there was a cool story but it's yeah. just tough every diablo game has got a secret um in quotes underneath it that people who play it will understand it's got a secret tagline to it secret it tagline. yeah a secret tagline that isn't put onto the official stuff but if you've played it you understand the secret tagline and it's called carpal tunnel simulator yeah carpal tunnel simulator. you get repetitive strain injury from clicking so much Surely some kind of turbo button on your mouse would clear that out. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't do, you can't do macros in the old games, it will let you. Yeah, well, fair enough. Although, the PC version of Diablo 2, the online servers are still going strong to this day. I'm not surprised. People talk about playing it all the time. Man, that reminds me. Uh, I think that the, the Rogue or the Amazon got an unfair shake on the Waffling Taylor's blog. Totally ignored. Uh, I think uh, you talked mostly about... The warrior and the mage, and totally yeah. missed the, the best the best way to play that game. Because it was the most difficult. That's why. Oh wow! Oh, oh. You're the distance. It was all about dodging and hanging back. Pow, pow, Maybe pow. that's what you need to do. You need to replay one of the uh, Diablo games as the rogue or, the, or as the Amazon. I highly recommend it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to disparage your play style, but I the mage was so frustrating because you had to find the right books. So mm. if you got a, a bad playthrough, <laughs> you could just like not end up getting fireball until it was kind of useless. So you like you could play a whole game and not get that. Was it Nova that would explode mm. everything on the screen? It was possible to beat the game without ever finding that book as the mage. Mm. Like well, that sucks that you just not get the most powerful and coolest spell in the game just because you just got unlucky or you just happened to miss the bookshelf that had it. So side note then, Squidge, is that where your phrase "going Nova" comes from? That's not my phrase. Okay, that's fine. But the, okay, that's fine. So the other thing I was going to say: What about Squidgy's premiere video game stream? Is not Dead Rising. It's Diablo Two as a rogue. Hang on, hang on. How is Diablo Two Christmas themed? There's a lot of red. But by the time <laughs> by the time I get a PC and get everything sorted, yes. it'll be December, yes. and I'll be playing Christmas themed things. And Diablo okay. isn't Dead Rising Four is. 
you could say today is December the... And I'm playing Diablo 2 as a rug. Therefore, it is Christmas Eve. I've never seen a calendar in my life where one of the days was described as... I'm going to have to look harder. So what you do is you play it. <laughs> as you're playing it, you pipe in um, White Christmas. You have to play it for as long as you can whilst oh listening to White Christmas. I love the fact that he's digging me a deeper hole. (laughs) (laughs) I may not be as good as I, as bad as I can, whatever, but I can still be quite depraved. What is the best Christmas game? Hmm. Uh, Die Hard, clearly. Yes. Yeah. Die Hard trilogy. Yeah. I, I can't think of any Christmas games. I, I, Night in the Woods is really good. I like that a lot, but that's kind of more autumn. I guess Nights into Dreams, but I never played it because there's a special Christmas version of it. Gremlins yeah. Two, the uh, n- the NES game was pretty dang good. One of them. Oh man, you were Gizmo, and you had a, a bow and arrow made out of like a paper clip and a rubber band, and you'd like shoot pencils at the gremlins. <laughs> so you played as Gizmo, the Rambo version from yes. the movie. After he got his butt kicked for about half the movie, then he went rogue. <laughs> yeah, dude, movie crossovers. That should be another oh. thing. But yes, what other what other Christmas games are there? I suppose. There were a number of Dreamcast games because they had an internal clock that had stuff that unlocked over Christmas. So, for instance, yeah. in, like in Ready to Rumble Boxing Round Two, on Christmas Day, you had, if you played it on Christmas Day or set your clock to Christmas Day and played it, the ref would be uh, yeah the ref would be dressed up as Santa and there's a, a different mat that said Merry Christmas. They also did the same thing for for the Dreamcast version for um, St Patrick's Day. New Year's Day and Easter. They different characters had slightly different looks, and the arenas have different looks. I mean, I suppose we're not talking the the most recent one, but I suppose any wrestling game, especially I'm not talking like WWE 2K20 because that's just a, a, a bug fest. But the previous ones, because you got community creations, you could just download Santa and fight with him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Can you imagine it? You're in a hell in a cell with the Undertaker. You throw him off the top, and it's Santa that threw him off with the tagline of, he's been a bad boy this year. <laughs> he hasn't yeah, I, been good at all. They did some rough stuff back in the 80s with the wrestling, man. There, was it the Undertaker threw like, somebody off the cage like onto a table? That was, that was Mankind, yeah. yeah that, that was, that was a, a human being <laughs> that threw another it, human it, being, it, like it, 16 instantly, it's recently been teased by the man himself, Mick Foley, that that was actually planned. Oh, it would have been. Yeah, it would yeah, have been planned but in As in, like, properly planned, not just spare of the moment. No, of thing. course, yeah, that would have been yeah, um, you, you can't do a stunt like that and mm. it not be properly planned in advance. But, yeah, wrestling in the 80s, that was a that was a case of um, they had no idea what health and safety was. Yeah. yeah, and, like, all those old wrestlers, like, they're all destroyed now. The ones that are still alive, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all falling to pieces. You, you wrestled in the eighties. If you're still alive now, you deserve a medal. They oh yeah, you know, I got a fun fact for you. A fun bit of trivia. Uh, so, if you watched wrestling in the eighties, do you guys remember uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yes. Oh. Yep. So Ow. there was a, a rumor in my very very small town 
that Hacksaw Jim Duggan lived in my town. And the kids, we would always go looking around and like you'd hear from like somebody's friend's cousin who saw him at Walmart or something. And, you know, I I never believed it until years later, he was in a car commercial (laughs) in our small town because he really actually did live in our small town. So all that time, I thought it was like a a fake, like I thought it was like a a fake tale, but it turned out and actually he did live like right next to me and I just never knew it. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I thought it was amazing. Clearly you should have looked in there anywhere that sold wood. <laughs> yeah. You'd have found him, wouldn't you? Go to the local hardware store and just scope it out. If yeah. you hear anyone going, Oh you've yep. probably found him. He's, he's got a new two by four. <laughs> his old ones just don't cut it no more. Just go look where they sell wood. <laughs> oh, that's the trick yeah uh, that's amazing yeah that was I mean, cool yeah the chances of that happening are pretty slim yeah and I, I got to meet uh, Hulk Hogan a few times I did some work uh, for a company that worked with his daughter's music stuff and uh, he would oh. be around sometimes he's a big guy wow it's a big fan of Hulk Hogan back in the day the Hulkster in the 80s and the 90s was where it was at Oh yeah, Hulkamania was real. It really was. It really, really was. Unfortunately, so was his album. Yeah, I don't think (laughs) I've ever met, apart from Jimmy Carr, I've never met anyone famous. You've met Jay Z. That's right. (laughs) No, audio wise, yeah. I think uh, you know Hulk Hogan might be the only famous person, and I wouldn't say I met him. It's more like I was in the same room and I was not supposed to talk to him. (laughs) Like, like you and um, what was that charity you worked for before? Yes, that their their patron was was it, Emma Thompson, Summer? No, I, I, was it something like that? I like? don't know. I don't know. Uh, it talking, was years ago. You're talking something that happened more than five minutes ago, me. <laughs> Chances of remembering then. it. Yeah. Slow. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've I've never been around or met anyone famously hugely famous before, apart well, from Jimmy Carr. At which point, I didn't actually speak to him. Oh, well. I didn't say a word. I just shook his hand. That was it. I don't know. You've met the Arcade Attack Fox. You've met Stu Cambridge. I didn't realise who he was until he said, (laughs) oh, yeah, it reminds me about that. It reminds me when I was working on uh, Aladdin on the Genesis and someone in the back of my brain just went, don't mess this up. He's an industry guy. You don't know who he is. Just don't mess this up. (laughs) Yeah, right. And not only that, we've got a selfie with him and you can... I could tell when we were t- chatting with him, you had no idea who he was. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it looked like you were admiring him, but then you told me you were looking over his shoulder oh, yeah. at something else. So, <laughs> But yeah. Uh, and that, so, sorry, Stu, he wasn't admiring you. He was looking over your shoulder. I was maybe doing that. Staring at his hair, beyond. be <laughs> Your hair envy. So when you, when you were getting tatted, uh, the tattoo, were like, yeah. people like... Did like did the arcade attack guys like come in and like everyone? It sounds like everyone was like kind of like behind you or like watching you get was, tattooed. And, like you were meeting them and talking to them. I was I was sat there and I was I was chatting with the tattoo eyes. I was just chatting away, and um, it's really weird because over the entire period, which is nearly an hour and fifty minutes, there was people just walking by and occasionally looking. So there must have been about three four hundred people that watched at one point. Oh my gosh! Or at some point. I was talking to the tattoo artist and um, she asked me, so are you here by yourself? And I said, no, my, this 
astounding bit of timing. I said, no, me and my brother. And to the left of me, I had this, hey, and I went, and there he is. <laughs> so he turned, I- up, he, he turned up with the arcade attack guys. They looked at me and they went, yeah, one of them was pointing with sm- smiling on his face. Going, like, look at you. I just yelled, you don't have to laugh, you know. <laughs> at which point the bee showed up at one point waving, yeah. you know. But apart from that, I was just, I, I didn't want to look at it. So yeah, it was, sounds it like a, that's a nightmare to me. It's like six people standing around watching me try not to cry. <laughs> so that's how I imagine like, getting a tattoo is like I've always heard that you know it doesn't people say it doesn't hurt terribly but that it's not comfortable so I just I think I'd be like stressed and getting stabbed by a needle I'd be like nobody look at me close well, the there, curtains there's, there's a thing what you need to realize is there's a there's a distinct difference between like a tattoo needle and a normal needle a normal needle you're at, they're either giving you like a, a booster or an inoculation or what have you or taking blood a tattoo needle's a lot smaller. Mm. And I can honestly say, coming from a guy who is petrified of needles, which I am, mm-hmm. it just felt like, um, you know, like when you, you you got an itch and you scratch and you scratch it a bit too much and you know you've scratched it a bit too much. You know that sort of scratchy feel. Yes. Kind of like a cat scratch. That's all it is. Okay. As, as, as I described it to Jay, I said it just felt like angry bees. Bumping uh, see, into that sounds terrible. I know, I know it sounds terrible, but it, it just felt the the most I felt was when 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 the person who did it was going over, doing like detail, yeah. right, or doing the color because they they have to put a lot of color in the tattoo. But apart from that, all I felt them do was they would just they'd move slightly to get to a different part of my arm. So I feel my arm being moved a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it it just after the initial shock of it, which isn't much, you just sort of zone it out because it was on my arm it was nowhere and it was nowhere in my body where it was like tender mm-hmm. it wasn't near any bone and it wasn't anywhere where it was going to be really painful i your inner thigh or the bottom of your foot so Oof. it wasn't it wasn't yeah i know right <laughs> so it, it wasn't anywhere where it was going to be ultimately painful it was somewhere where i could keep an eye on it and make sure it healed properly you know and, and i'm petrified of needles and it was, a, I saw it, they were there. So I made a beeline to go back to the hotel, came back, booked it. Didn't think twice. I just did it. If you'd have thought twice, would you have still got it, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it came out really good. Yeah, it did, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fully healed. Occasionally it's itchy, but it's fully healed. Well, I just, I imagine, I feel, if I was getting stabbed with a needle and trying to make polite conversation, I would uh, surely fail. <laughs> But I, I guess if like maybe your adrenaline's going, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, hey guys, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do with the tattoo artist runs wild on you? Step into a slim gym. <laughs> Step into a slim gym. Oh yeah, no, that's not right, is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> if I didn't know it was Macho Man, I'd say, "Why are you emulating the Kool Aid guy?" <laughs> <laughs> the same person, actually. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was it was just weird because I just sort of sat there making polite conversation, and occasionally the the woman who was doing look up and go, "Are you all right?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm." It, it may look like I'm not in pain, and it may look like I'm like staring off in the distance and stuff. I've got really good peripheral vision, and I didn't want to see anything till it was finished. Yeah, yeah, so it looked right. like I was staring into the distance. 
That's fair enough. And deep in thought when I wasn't, I just didn't want to look at what was going on. Yeah, but I guess at the same time, they need to be they need to be paying attention because like, if they start going and you become unresponsive and just pass out, they're not allowed to do it, are they? Mm. <laughs> I mean, certain tattoo artists would keep going, but they're not really allowed to do that. <laughs> not in Britain anyway. No, no. That kind of thing you want to go to Spain. So would you get another one? And if so, what would it be? I don't know. I haven't got a specific idea in mind. I, right, I okay. picked I picked an image and went, I'll have that on my arm. Okay. Okay. Cool. I mean, before I went there, the, there's that particular image that I drew on that on my shoulder blade. Yeah. The, the, but it's taking care of it. I can't do it by myself because I can't reach. Well, <laughs> I can't tattoo myself. Cause no, not, not tattoo. I was in take care of it. Oh, Make right, sure it's clean, after, the moisturize yeah. your skin, the aftercare in it. Yeah, it, yeah. it may seem, oh yeah, I got this. You know, I got the tattoo. They, they took a, um, a picture was taken, the, the, the red one that went up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, three seconds before it started to bleed. So mm-hmm. it looked like the chomp on my arm was a man eater. So that's, so that's the bit that they don't tell you about, right? Oh, yeah. People who get tattoos don't tell you that obviously afterwards there's. I'll say leakage. Right. So what <laughs> happens like afterwards is because stuff. because the way tattoos work and the way that I was perforated. Welcome to the tattoo cast. Right. <laughs> um, it, it bleeds a little bit, and then you have cling film, or there was like a I had a medical a medical clear bandage put on, yeah. right? And I was given a lot of instructions to do, and over the next six hours, I had excess ink and plasma. Ooh. Yeah, come out of it, and it it. I mean, eventually it dried up. Yeah. But for the, I, I mean, I remember telling Jay for the first night. I said, "Is do you think this is going to pop uh-huh. while I sleep? Because we're in a hotel. The bed sheet, the pillow, and the mattress are all bright white. Yeah, yeah. And if I roll over or get up in the morning, and there's this massive patch of random colours, they're probably oh. going to bill me. Yeah. <laughs> but after a couple of days, it was fine. And after three days, it all dried up. I took a bandage oh. off, and I, I was cleaning it. But they don't tell you that you you do have excess colour plasma slash blood seep out of it for a couple of hours. But it's one of those that I didn't even realise until I looked and I went, well, there was a tattoo there. Yeah. It's it's just a, it's just a a squidgy mess at the moment. Yeah, squidgy mess. In in every sense of the word. But I looked across and I went, what the hell is that? I kept forgetting though, didn't I? I kept forgetting because occasionally I'll walk up to you and sort of poke it. Yeah, anyway. Hey, and I kept going, Ow! <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot you're poking your, your tattoo. <laughs> Shouting at me! Stop poking me! Why? Oh yeah, that's me. It's the tube station. Went, hey, dude! He pointed at me. He, he tried to get my attention to see trains over there. He prodded me. I went ow and kicked him. <laughs> ow! Oh, I kicked him in the shin. Yeah, yeah. So if I can do it to Jay, I'm pretty sure I could give you a run for your money, Jersey. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found out you got a tattoo. Like my first thing is, like, I just imagine you you got the umbrella from uh, Umbrella Corporation. Ooh. Well, the thing was, there was there was. It turned out there was eight places you could get a tattoo. I only saw the front facing ones because there was the front facing ones, and there was four of them behind them. And I, I, I rocked up. I was getting some up for a friend. It was a print, and I looked. I rocked up because it's the first time they were open, and it was the Saturday, and it was like half past ten, I think, at that point in the morning. I rocked up, and I was looking. And some of them, they had like the patterns and they had prices on them. And I knew they were going to be expensive on it. So I was looking through and they were like really big things, really colorful. And I thought they'd take hours. Right. So I was looking and I thought, so I've got a rough idea of how much it's going to be in total. I was looking through 
And you had like some that revolved around gaming and what have you. And then I went all the way to the left where it was, um, the one where I went to eventually. I was looking through some of the designs and they were really gaming orientated. Yeah. So, I mean, quite a few of the designs were characters from cartoons and video games that kind of look like Kingdom Hearts portrait pictures. So if you had them as a companion in your, in your party, that's how they'd look in the bottom left. Right. I see. So it's like like portrait things. I was looking through and I thought, this is pretty cool. I was looking through. And what I originally was going to get, but then I saw the chomp thing and I thought it, it worked better, was there was a baby Yoshi on an egg sat there looking really wide-eyed, really cute. And I thought, that looks awesome. And then my eyes went further up the page and I just went, I'm having that one instead. The chain chomp. The chain chomp trying to fly out of a flower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was it was it was it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of gaming stuff. And when I when I sat down doing small talk and whatever, the woman said that she goes to a lot of the conventions like the the comic cons, the gaming stuff all over the world. And uh, she said she does a lot of um, a lot of research into trying and making new designs and stuff. And she said she can she can tell you roughly what game they're from. They don't know what I don't know what that character does, but I know it's from that game. Yeah. And she was telling me that someone wanted a. Uh, Bioshock themed one, and it turned out to be yeah, you know the little sisters mm-hmm. in there. It turned out to be a big version of that, so a big sister and a little sister, sort of stood there looking at you like sideways. And um, I, I couldn't help it. I said, yeah, you might want to be careful when researching that. So what do you mean? I said, when you type into Google, if you don't put Bioshock, then type in. So if you don't put Bioshock and you type in Big Daddy and Little Sister, no. <laughs> You could get some shocking results. And she went, it took a second and she went, all oh, right. I said, yeah, put Bioshock in before. I said, oh, I've already done the tattoo. And I said, tell me you didn't just search for Big Daddy and Little Sister. And, and she said, no, the, 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 the guy told me it was from Bioshock. So I put that first. And I said, don't search for them separately, for God's sake. <laughs> I actually said, you'll end up on the same list that I'm on. <laughs> you do that. But that's the kind of small talk. It was just chatting away. And then she stopped. She was chatting. And then she had this. The, the tattoo thing is, you was waving, and you was going straight back to it when I here. and mm. it was just, it was, it was surreal because something I was really, I, I wanted for like over ten years, something that I was really concerned about. I ended up doing in a very public place, uh-huh. tattoo wise. So it was really odd. So I sat there, and people are stopping by, looking at the, the, the designs that they're doing, and checking and what they're doing to my arm, and then wandering off. And mm. it's just really odd having a tattoo with a massive audience. Oh, yeah. Mm. Really odd. Yeah. I'd be afraid really of crying. Really I can't do it. It <laughs> wasn't that bad. To be honest, if you went through the same thing I went through and you said it was agonizing, I'd just call you a wimp. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> different people have different pain thresholds in them. I feel like we've wandered off of the topic of video games, but it's video games related. It's a Mario one. Thing. Well, see, yeah. I got tattooed. See, right yeah, there. right. We proved that it's uh, related to the podcast because mm. he's got it on his own. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I can get rid of. I mean, you can just be not uh, not something I'm going to get rid of. Be hella painful. Nah. Now, the laser in a muff is apparently very painful. And don't get one. Well, <laughs> certainly don't get your best friend's name tattooed on your backside because you lost a bet in Magaluf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like a story I told you about Snuggles. Yes, Snuggles. Snuggles. <laughs> Guy I used to work with. He went on holiday to somewhere in Spain, and 
because he's a young guy, most of the nights he was passed out because he drunk too much. And he thought nothing of it. And he came on. It turns out he got something tattooed on his upper leg, shall we say. <laughs> and he was getting changed in the changing room. And um, someone just went, who snuggles? <laughs> and we turned around and went, what? And then the guy told him that, did you know you've got some written on your written on your ass? What do you mean? And he sort of lifted his boxer shorts up a little bit and we saw Snuggles and he went, oh, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> he passed out and his friend got Snuggles tattooed on his right <laughs> cheek. Oh, man. <laughs> and the thing is, he looked at it and he went, yeah, I can make it work and didn't even think twice about it. <laughs> Fair enough if you can make that work, you know. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's what the most common tattoo is in places like Spain and, you know, party, <laughs> Europe party capitals. It's um, someone's name when you lose a bet. Yeah. You have it tattooed on your backside. Just don't have friends like that. Yeah. Or don't lose a bet. I mean. Yeah, just don't lose a bet. It's or fine. don't go to Europe and get drunk. Or uh, just don't. Just, 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 just don't. Stop that. Stop that right now. Yeah, yeah. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Give me advice for life. Just stop. Yeah, stop stop life things and start game things. That's that's what I say. Mm. It is the season. It is the season to be playing games. Killing zombies. Tis the season to kill zombies. No, that was last week. What do you mean? It was Halloween and that, innit? I seem to remember it was either last year or the year before I said the exact line, this exact line, I remember because I was listening to it the other day, and I said this month is a good month for killing Nazis. It was. Because it, it was, was when... um of World War Two games came out. Yeah, that was, I think it was the new Wolfenstein came out and there was something else. Yeah, I just thought of it the other day and thought, I remember it's, it was the last year of the year before. Mm. I remember saying that line mm. and it made sense. It was mm. really odd. There were lots of World War II games. I mean, any month's a good month for killing Nazis, really. Think about it. There's, there's, there's never not a bad moment. Look, let's not talk about that. Let's what? Let's talk about something that's less I'm, I'm revolved. I'm, I'm talking about gaming. I, look, just less, <laughs> less violent, all right? Less violent. We were talking about zombies beforehand. That they they used look, to be people, you know. Look, right. <laughs> They've got zombies in kids' TV shows now. They they have been, they've essentially been, I hate to use this term, but they've essentially been gentrified. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if certain parts of the zombie drops off, you don't know anyway. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> but no, what I mean is they, they have like, uh, in the UK, there's a, there's a prime time for kids' TV show that one of the main characters is a zombie. I like, mean, if, if I hadn't already seen the trailer for this, I'd be really worried. No, I, but, I mean, it's not, I must eat your flesh. It's just, I am a zombie and I'm kind of dead. Ugh. You know? I mean, that would save a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, it would. It yeah. Would. I mean, the amount of things you have to do as a human just to stay alive. If you don't have to worry yeah, about pain. it. I was just thinking if I would make the trade, it'd be like, hmm, I don't know. You could eat anything. Like a goat? Well, yeah, it wouldn't matter, would it? Untitled yeah. goat game. There you go. Untitled goat game. 
but <laughs> I wonder. I wonder whether in the next couple of months we're going to see a bunch of copy of cat games, like the cheap budget, like it's been released on Steam for fifty pence or for oh. whatever. What for the Untitled Goose game? Yeah, thing. like ripoffs of just like elephant game with no name. Oh. The Untitled po- uh, Poultry game where he plays a chicken. Yeah, right. Just wandering around with AD, with ADD. Chicken. <laughs> Would y'all chicken. see um, the Cuphead knockoff game? Yeah, that was blatant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. There's a knockoff game that um, I can't remember the name of it, but this this developer created a, a it was supposed to be a, a challenging game. Yes, that's got a 1950s aesthetic, which is basically a blatant knockoff of Cuphead. Yeah, right. We've chosen. Early animation for the uh, uh, the aesthetic. We made the game a little bit difficult, and you kind of have to shoot at them by pointing your finger. Um, and there's platforming aspects, but, but you don't click; you dislocate your finger to shoot. Oh God! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it was any good. Jeez, what is it with you today? What? It's just a game. <laughs> but yeah, I did see that, and they're like, "No, it's not a copy of it." Honest and. Yeah. No. So where did your inspiration come from, Cuphead? Just straight away, just admit it. Yeah. yeah. It's inspiration. It's yeah, not it's copying. In the same style as. You say that, and that's fine. Like, nobody gets upset that there is... It's a parody of. Right? Nobody gets upset that Modern Warfare came out, and then um, Battlefield came out, and then uh, name a ground brace ground. Brown, I I tried. I honestly, I that, this, the reason I heard that second time was because I went, don't say ground bread, don't say ground bread. And I ended up saying ground bread. Name a brown gray shooter that doesn't look like another brown gray shooter, but they're okay with it. Um, Hello Kitty Skateboarding. I've played that. War never changes. <laughs> <laughs> and those old Tony Hawk games were awesome. Oh, yes. And then after a three, they, they just got weird. I don't, I don't know, man. Tony Hawk 2 was just amazing. That was the pinnacle, I it think. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. I only ever played the first level because that's where I knew where everything was. After that, I just didn't care. I've underpresented a level I'm not playing. All right, SSX was really cool too, but they, there's some games they need to re-release. Yeah, just don't touch them, just re-release them. Well, they did it for um, Aladdin and uh, Lion King on Switch, no, didn't they? they? Didn't. No, they didn't, because those are just the Mega Drive ROMs with an emulator wrapped up in a 2-gig download. Yeah, and but they didn't act- touch it. In, in actual fact, what you can do, right, I've seen the C-sharp script that will do it. You can point a C-sharp app, so there's a, a, an app that you can write in one of the programming languages, and I've read the code and it looks fine. You point out one of the files in the download, and say from this position in the file to that position in the file, write it out to another file. There's the ROM, the actual like a scene ROM that has been ripped from the internet. Someone at oh, so what they did for like um, Sonic? Yeah, at, yeah. Someone at Nintendo went out and downloaded two pulled ROMs. the Sonic. Yeah, right. Someone at Nintendo or whatever went out and downloaded two ROMs or wherever whoever it was that put it together, and then just basically wrapped it up in in an emulator and threw loads of behind-the-scenes videos on it. That's fine, because what's going to happen is um, developers like that, or Bunny Quartz developers, or people yeah. who own IPs, they'll realise that things that are out of the source code or things for anymore, what they do is they get a ROM, they put it in a package, and they push it out as new-style retro, and they'll get a shit ton of money. Yeah, well... Because reasons. See, that's Business. where we're all going wrong. We just need to make one product 
and keep releasing it. What, like Skyrim? Yeah, the same product and keep releasing it. I'd, right, give it a couple of years. When the PS5 comes out, there'll be Skyrim on it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah and The Last of Us and uh, what other games keep getting yeah. released? Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Uncharted series, mm-hmm. uh, Crash Bandicoot, Tomb Raider. Spyro. Spyro. Ooh, Which, the new Tomb yeah. Raiders are good. Mm, they are, actually. Yeah. Oh, we got to play the Tomb Raider arcade game, didn't we? Did you know that, JZ? Arcade There's game? A Tomb Raider arcade game. Yeah, yeah. It's a light gun game. Yeah. What? Story is you 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 crash on a boat and you go towards an island and you're helping Lara That's like every, survive on the island. Everyone so far. <laughs> no, it's it's you're helping Lara survive, so she's trying to run forward and tell you where to go, and you're defending yourself against a butt ton of wolves. So it's uh, you you're basically just shooting wolves for the first part. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm. No, it's pretty good. It's Which is weird to, to, to reload the gun. You've got to aim off screen and um, do the top the end. Barrel. Yeah, you know, yeah like, you... you know, like when they put a clip into the. You see, we're not gun people, are we? But I'm sure you'll understand, Jay Z. You put the clip into the gun and then you have to pull back on the, the top bit, the, the slider. You have to do that. Oh, that's weird. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's how you reload. So there's me shooting. There's the bee next to me trying to do it. There's me shooting, and I'm keeping my arm where it is, and I'm just pulling the top bit back every yeah, yeah. every few seconds uh-huh. yeah, yeah. while I'm shooting. Yeah, that's very good. Like yeah. a six shooter, but pulling yeah, the slider cool. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it makes right. sense though because it's, it's a four player game, and the screen is massive. Must have been what seventy, eighty inch screen, and so if you're if you're trying to aim off screen while standing next to three other people, you're going to end up bashing into each other. Right? So <laughs> I don't get how they would do it. Accidentally or on purpose? Yes. Yeah, that's the right answer. And this is a new arcade game. It's uh, it's a newish one. It's been out right. for a while. I think it was it wasn't based on the latest Tomb Raider game. I think it was based on the the first re-release. Okay. The, the, the first new version of it. So it's yeah, not Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's not. Is it Revenge? It's the first Tomb Raider game yeah, where it's set on the, an island. Sort of the the grittier reboot ones. Yeah, I'm it? totally fine with those. There you go. Mm. I might, yeah. I might play that now. <laughs> what, Tomb Raider? Yeah, that's the rest of my Sunday. I started playing the, the latest one over in uh, Mexico. <laughs> ah, At least that's where I'm in the game. What's, I ain't even bought the latest one. No, I, I, I haven't played any of the Tomb Raider games since Anniversary. Uh, there's like certain like historical themes I really like, and I really like the Mayans and like Quetzalcoatl, and I really like um the like Baba Yaga stuff. So I think that was like the game before, but I I actually haven't played that one yet. But I've got like the Baba Yaga uh, DLC and mm-hmm. stuff, and so I'm looking forward to spending some time there. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's cool. That's cool. I'm just wondering like how many times they can tell essentially the same story though. Oh yeah, as always. Like even the the game I was playing now, uh, like I'm maybe two hours in, and she's been in three plane crashes. <laughs> she's just like an insurance company's worst nightmare yeah for sure what you for sure she, she is hands down the reason why Thomas Cook flopped <laughs> the other week I swear it must be so what you do is when you're boarding a plane you have to ask to see the passenger list if Lara Croft is on that plane you ain't getting out <laughs> of I'm out of 5,000 I'll get the next I'll get the next plane Right. I actually got confused. I'm like, wait a second, did I like time travel or did, like did I load old save? Because it looks like I'm on like a little crappy plane that's like crashing again. You'd think that she would have learned that if she takes the old small NAF planes, they're gonna crash. Well, she always works fine. It's the pilot who uh, gets the short end of the stick. 
Exactly, right? He works out fine for her because she can survive. Get a long stick pilot then. And then, right, and then (laughs) you factor into the fact that you take into account the fact that she's supposed to be like a quadrillionaire or something. Yep. She has all the money. Why is she taking these small planes? I just want to know. A private jet. What I want to know is not not like the 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 latest versions, the grittier versions. I want to know why in the original ones she was allowed to take heavy weaponry into different countries in the world, and she wasn't stopped mm. at the airport, even private airports. No, no one bothered. Because plot, yeah. that's why. Well, the new ones, like you got to start out by like making a knife out of a chicken bone or something. So they they've kind of explained that now. Can you imagine that an airport security? What's this? It's my, it's my lucky chicken bone. Why has it got an edge on it? Well, I've slaughtered seventeen men with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, sorry, what? It's my lucky chicken, Shiv. So, like, oh, please don't take it. It's durability 17 out of 20 still. <laughs> I don't have to make another one yet. Yeah. Do you realize, do you even realize how much chicken I had to eat to get a bone that was strong enough to make a Shiv out of? How, do you know how many chickens died before I could get that weapon? Exactly. <laughs> if there's no chickens, I'll have to stack. Start on somewhere else, maybe pigeons. How many submarines I had to infiltrate? Yeah, I was gonna say, this is sound a lot like rub dub dub. I like the idea of sneaking by chickens. Yeah, right. Mm. And they're easy to fool. They're small. Piece of chalk could do it. That's it. You can hypnotize a chicken with a piece of chalk. That's it. I've oh, had to catch chickens before, so I know that they uh, are pretty good at staying away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Never tried that. Chicken chaser. Don't, please. No, I don't need to be reminded of Fable. I get enough people telling me that. Hello there, chicken chaser. Stop it! (laughs) The last two months of my previous job, someone told me that every five minutes. And I I ended up throwing stuff at him, and he still did it. Chicken chaser. All right. (laughs) Yeah, because in in the game Fable, it's, it's it's a British voice cast. Yeah. And it's meant to be all of it set in like countryside areas, so they decided to go on like a Yorkshire accent. Mm. So it was, and eventually, via things you did in the game, you got known, you got famous. But some of the names weren't very good. Mm. You could either pay for a name or you'd get one given. One of them was Chicken Chaser. Yeah, because at the beginning of the game, you have to chase a bunch of chickens back into a chicken coop or something. Well, you okay. can do, or you could just, or you could just, you could either pick them up or kick them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you end up kicking them, most people, when you walk by them, they go, chicken chaser, chicken chaser. Look, there he is, his chicken chaser. Shut up. <laughs> you kick one chicken and you're labelled for life. Uh-huh. That's it. Next thing you know, PTSD kicks in. You can't go near Nando's. It's just off. But it's, it's because it was made by the same company that made Black and White, isn't it? Mm. Oh, you know, they, they, had, they had a penchant. I guess is that you say? They had a, a thing for making the most annoying audio ever. Yes, you know, like the 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 three stoners in the first game. Anytime you walk by them, if they saw you, they go, <sighs> and if you're trying to run through to get somewhere, you'd hear it as you walk by, and you get really quiet as you run by, and mm. think, just shut up. Yep. And yet, if you slap them, you get in trouble. I know, right? I know. It's just, just not on. Ugh. Not fair. No. Not fair. But still, you know. Yeah. It's nice when you can choose your nickname. So running round known as like, uh, what was mine? I think mine was um, The Flash or Hood. Uh, I was known as, there he is, Hood. 
Because I, w- I always played as an archer, no matter what I did. Uh, oh, right. So you'll play as an archer in Fable, but not in Diablo. Yeah, come on yeah. now. Because Fable's an action-adventure game, Diablo, I get strained in my wrist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you just got to get the it Nova hurts. spell on your mage, and you can just blast everything off screen. That's it. There you go. Mm. Why not do that? You've got the switch now. You don't have to worry about clicking. You still have to push buttons. Oh, dear. There's a lot of buttons to push. Uh, is there? I don't know. You, do, yeah. you don't just push A to kill everything. No. No. no okay. No, I don't know, you see, because I've not played it. Mm. Like, charge up the mana, spin the mana. Dodge, dodge, dodge. Pretty much. Unless you play the PC version where you don't dodge, you just position yourself in the right place yep. before things surround you where you're just guaranteed to die. I know, because I played it originally on the PC. I have seen, when I've seen Squidge play it, and I don't know what he You can't keep on, up with it, can you? Right. He sort of spawns, and then he goes, oh, I'd better, like, oh no, there's an enemy up ahead, just a single enemy. Let's spawn a familiar, and then pull in loads of summon loads of demons and he's just he's, he's this little guy walking around with this huge whacking great demon that's a witch doctor and a crowd full of full of like spiders that are following you around so are, are just, you you're not doing anything you're just walking about and everything's killing are, are, are you familiar with Diablo 3 jersey oh yes very much so okay so i've got i've got a witch doctor build right and i've got three gargantuans miniature gargantuans <laughs> i've got one massive dog and every time i attack an enemy, I have got 75% chance of that enemy um, turning into either a arachnid or another dog. Uh, a smaller dog. So I can have anyone... Oh, sorry, a fetish, which is a little thing with a knife. So I can have three gargantuans, one massive dog, and up to 36 fetishes. Oh, my around. gosh. And they get all the damage bonuses I get, but I don't <laughs> have to attack anything. So I just walk around and things die around me. Nice. I like Corpse yeah. Explosion. On the Necromancer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I could talk for Diablo 2 was fun too with the, the Corpse Explosion. Diablo 2. You you could crash someone's game by resurrecting too many corpses. Yeah. G hashtag don't call me Audrey used to crash people's PCs by summoning too many corpses. <laughs> it just make it slow down and then they crash out the game and he'd just sit there giggling. Oh man, so good! A little bit of episode planning that will stay in the episode. I think we should see if we can get you, G hashtag dot com Audrey and Jay Z to do a Diablo cast. Oh god, whole episode. You you'd just be completely confused all the way through. No, 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 I I would not be in it. Oh god, or (laughs) maybe all three of you can team up on me. Excuse me, team up on me and convince me to get Diablo three. I can't imagine not liking it. What do you reckon? Well, the, the story is quite rich and it's got a deep lore, but then after you complete the story, it's a case of I'm going to level up over level and play these same riffs for better loot constantly. Yeah, so I could skip the story. You don't, I don't, I could live without the story at all. I just love those riffs. I love the big bosses. I love bosses. Any game with bosses, lots of bosses. I heard Luigi's Mansion had like 17 bosses or something, so I almost got it for that. The the demo I played was you had one boss at the end, but it was it was only showing you had like twenty minutes on it, and it was showing off all the game mechanics in a very short amount of time. But what I will say is you can shoot plungers, mm-hmm. and then you get the plungers got a bit of rope on it. You can use your hoover to aim at the rope to pull at things. 
Mm. So you could like pull down doors and take things off shelves and what have you. So that's uh, that's one thing you can do. But yeah, I, I can understand Diablo 3. It's a case of I'm playing it and I'm playing it half right? So I'm not even really paying attention what I'm doing. Right, I'm just playing it to get through. I'm looking at the bar before I get the, the boss and what have you. Jay walks in and he goes, how are you doing that? Mm. And the thing is, I can't explain how I'm playing it. <laughs> it's it's more of a, if the screen starts flashing red, you move out the way. You get your health come back in like a second, and then you just jump back into the situation. Mm-hmm. That is it. Maybe that's what we need to do then, a Diablo cast. Oh, Diablo, Diablo... Diablo. Diablo. Heck yeah. I, I call it Diablo. Well, watch the video, and then you're going to be super hyped for it. You're going to want to play more three. <laughs> I already played more three anyway. I can't get off the bloody yeah, game. True. There you go, then. Maybe that's it. That's what we do. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to watch the video with sound now. Yeah. <sighs> da, da, da. Sound. Imagine that. Yeah. I actually just want to fast forward to the end and watch the end again. <laughs> So you tell me you, you've given me a, a a bit of a tease to wait thirteen minutes to see a cliffhanger. I didn't realize it was thirteen minutes. That's that's crazy. Oh, it's not really a cliffhanger. It's just uh, something awesome looking. Chuck Norris is a playable character. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's in it. Ooh, he's the barbarian. Dun, dun, dun. What you gonna do, brother? Or instead of Deckard Kane, which there isn't one now, it's Talk from Borderlands Three. Explosions. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I'm going to play video games all day today. That sounds nice. Well, you best get off and start playing them. Then. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> it has been three hours. Oh, dear. My goodness. It has <laughs> been an amazing conversation. Mm. Absolutely amazing. And like I said, we, I think I think we'll have to get in touch with G, hashtag, don't call me Audrey, and see if we can do uh, a you, Jay-Z, and G just talking about Diablo 3. I think that would be quite cool. <laughs> and all three of you have played Borderlands too, and that would be cool to... He hasn't played Borderlands 3 yet. No, but Borderlands 1, 2, mm. I don't know, maybe 3, I don't know. I don't know what, it's what, very what? different in 3. Ah. Yeah. I'm it's, just kidding, it's t- exactly the same. <laughs> it, it, me, me and G uh, spent an exorbitant amount of time on the PC version playing Borderlands 2, and he's reluctant to get the third one because he doesn't like the Epic Store, but also he uh, wants to play Untitled Goose Game, and it's only on the Epic Store on mm-hmm. PC. So he's uh, he's really annoyed with it. Interesting thing. Oh, uh, he plays Factorio, right? Does he play Factorio? I have no idea. I'm sure he's aware of okay. it. Okay. Okay. Somebody plays Factorio, but uh, there's a there's a 3D version sort of on a Epic Store called Satisfactory. Mm. Oh, is that the one where you go to different worlds and it's um, there's like dinosaurs and stuff and you set up automated stuff? Uh, it's a lot of automation. I think you only stay on one planet at a time, though. And they're they're kind of weird alien monsters. Yeah, I've I've seen gameplay of that. Um, mm. that that one I'm I'm kind of liking, to be honest. Okay. I don't think I'd ever play it. I'd end up just throwing rocks at things. Forget the machinery. I just ah, bink. Yeah, rocks are off. Okay. There's not a lot of bad guys to fight. Really, it's mostly just like automating coal production. Pretty much coal, coal, coal yeah. copper, and lime production. Right. That's where everything runs off. Let's make call the video again. So the the Diablo video that I watched was nine minutes long. I don't know which one I watched that was thirteen. Then it's probably yeah. just some YouTube guy at the end going like and subscribe for like <laughs> four minutes. Yeah, there's uh, the gameplay or two uh, trailer too, which had a lot of horses in it, which I thought looked really interesting. There's a lot of like you jumping off the horse into a fight. You ever wanted to rift so bad that you had to jump off your horse? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> I no, I I've got nothing to that. No, no, oh, really. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. It's like uh, Grand uh, Grand Theft Auto, where you like drive up real fast and you don't want to park the car, so you just like jump out at the last minute and it like explodes. That's what Diablo does, but with horses. <laughs> The horse so, keeps going in the so it's a new iteration of Grand Theft Horsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know how I feel about a horse carrying or going and then exploding when it gets there. That's that's obviously a new summon. Well, Diablo Three. It's one of your familiars you can have exploding horses. There you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. I think we should end it there because it's a, yeah, it's a long ass conversation. Horses, I think is, yeah. is a good place to end the episode. What do you think, Jersey? Uh yeah, sounds good to me. I could waffle right on now. for a long time, as you guys know. Right. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it's it's going to be a name of an episode that exploding horses. Yeah, exploding horses. Oh, really? Right, right. Yeah. And then when I come to put the show notes together, I'll be like, "Why did I write down exploding horses?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love the show and <laughs> love to be here hanging out. Uh, we appreciate you being on the show, Jersey. Mm. I really do appreciate that you've taken like. Three hours, or three hours out of your Sunday morning, which you could have spent doing, you know, just chilling gaming. out and gaming, or mm. just laying in bed or whatever, just resting up. Whereas, uh, you know, you've decided to sit and talk with us for a while. So I really appreciate that. Thanks for being on the show, Jay Thanks, and also sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just covering all the bases here. Yeah, I'm covering yeah, yeah. all of them. <laughs> we thank you, and we also apologise at the yeah. same time. <laughs> oh dear so yeah um thanks for being on the show jay-z thanks for listening in as well for everyone who's listened in um what about i mean there's not many people i think that listen to this show that don't know about jay-z's stuff mm. so but why don't we let jay-z uh, give him a couple of minutes just to tell everyone about the stuff that he does what do you think jay-z uh, yeah, sure. So uh, if you like computer programmery type stuff, you can check us out uh, over at codingblocks.net where we talk about, uh, well, I say talk, but really it's a, it's a lot of waffling about uh, computer programming stuff. So <laughs> if you're interested, you should check it out. Yeah, brilliant. Definitely check out uh, Coding Blocks because that's, that's kind of how I got started. I was uh, listening to Coding Blocks and sort of poked at Jay-Z a few times. I was like, hey, I've got this idea for a show I want to try out. What do you think? And, well, we make it now. So that tells you what the response was. Mostly it was, shut up, Jamie. Who are you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no. What about, like, Twitter and stuff? Can people find you on Twitter? Is that a thing that you're okay with? Uh, yeah, at the Joe Zach, although I don't tweet very much. Mm. I'm not very good at the Twitters. Okay. So are you more of an Instagram person or a Snapchat? Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram as uh, sexyblueeyedevil49. <laughs> uh, I mostly post pictures of my food. So. <laughs> well, uh, shocking, shocking. I've never heard of anyone <laughs> posting just pictures of their food on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well, like I said, Jay-Z, it's been great to have you on the show. Uh, Squidgy's just have to, had to leg it out of the room. Um to go do uh, something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was amazing to have you on the show again, Jay-Z. We'll have to see if we can figure out a time when you, Squidge, and uh, G are free. Maybe have you, uh, if you would like, talk about Diablo for a little while. See what you think. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, uh, you've just gone and listened to uh, The Waffle and Tailors. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening all the way through. Um, Squidge would say goodbye, but he's already gone. So, Bye, Squidgey. Oh, can't hear you. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell him you said it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> right. definitely check out the website, waffleandtailors.rocks. Twitter and Facebook, just look for Waffle and Tailors. There'll be links to it in the show notes and stuff. Always check out the show notes because I put a little bit of effort into uh, discussing what we're talking about and putting links and stuff. We've got the new website and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, like I said, thank you ever so much, Jay-Z, and we'll, uh, I guess, catch you again. Waffle on. Rock on. Rock on. Rock on, waffle on. <laughs> Video games. Woo! Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Taylors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to J-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y dot M-E-D-I-A or check the show notes for a link.